Hey, thanks for coming to the podcast today. It's going to begin shortly. Hey there, everybody, out in podcast land. It's Saturday. It's a brand new day. I hope you enjoyed your Friday and you got to uh, encourage somebody or spend time with a loved one. And I hope you had a good time of prayer yesterday during our 30 days of prayer. We're on 13th day today. I have finished a lot of the website today for Sanctified. I've connected the YouTube, the Facebook, and the podcast all in one place. So I hope it's really easy for you to find us and our encouraging words, our encouraging writings, our encouraging posts, whatever you need, man. It's going to be there for you to encourage you. So we're still in COVIDville. We're still on lockdown. Still have crazy things happening all around the world. But we're not going to let that affect us, right? No, we're not. We're going to keep our hearts right. We're going to keep serving Jesus. We're going to keep loving one another. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep being soldiers of the Lord. Because we don't get entangled into the affairs of this world, right? That's right. So... This podcast is going to be on what's happening today, day two of what's happening today, of our what's happening series. So, what are some of my thoughts today? Well, I'm planning to do a little service later this evening and recording it. I might be able to put some of it up today and the rest of it up tomorrow. So that way I have it up today and tomorrow for you guys. It's going to have some singing, some worship, a little bit of word, and just like a little service for you, a virtual service. That's another thought I had over the course of my life. For the last 20 years, I've had a vision of a virtual church, a place where you can go, click on the web, and take you into a virtual building and find a virtual sanctuary and listen to virtual recordings. And I think that vision has come to pass. I think that's where we're at now, folks. I really think a lot of stuff has changed in our life. Every uh, flu season or cold season, strange things are gonna be happening. It's gonna force us all into a different type of system, but we're not gonna let that affect us. We don't take the mark. We don't buy into this world system. We love people. We love one another. We stay unified. We stay connected. So let's talk about a quick topic today, friends. We all have them. We've all had them before. We all might be looking for a friend, but who is your greatest friend? Who is your best friend? I thought about this a few days ago. I was thinking about it because I had the opportunity to be a best man in a few weddings. And I always wondered, what constitutes a best man? What makes you a best man? 
in a person's wedding or when somebody says it that you're their best man what makes you their best man and is it just for a ceremony is it just for a season or are you the best man for the rest of the life are you their best friend for the rest of their life or is it just a seasonal thing a ceremonial thing just to check all the boxes to act like that you have all these friends in that or do you really have friends in life and I've taught people this before at the end of your life when you're on that deathbed and you get a chance to say I've had a best friend here on earth that means a lot that will mean a lot to that person it'll mean a lot to you because if you're anything like me throughout my life I've seen friends come and go I've seen friends come in my life and we've made deals in school growing up in high school in elementary school or wherever secular school you were in college wherever it was and you made packs friends forever maybe you made blood brother packs I'm your friend to the end we're gonna be friends we're never gonna leave each other and have great emotions with each other and great adventures with one another and then you make promises and before too long that friend is gone or if you're like me also I've had friends that have passed away I've had best friends that I've said were best friends and I've watched them because now I'm up in the 40s my years are getting up up there and I've seen friends go I've seen friends pass away and go and be with the Lord I've seen friends that just never had a chance to meet Jesus and pass on and that's a hard thing sometimes but what about this day that you're in now do you have a friend is your spouse your best friend but do you have another friend do you have any other friends I know a lot of you will be saying Jesus is my friend he's my best friend so let's talk about that for just a moment is Jesus your best friend step back from your friendship with him for a moment and just observe it like a neutral person and look at it and ask yourself am I a friend to Jesus do I treat Jesus like a friend do I treat Jesus the way that I should be treated does he treat me with respect does he treat me does he honor me does he care about me does he love me does he protect me and do I do those things back to him do I pray to him do I talk to him do I spend devotion with him do I uh, read his word do I trust him in the dark times do I give him all my attention and rely on him even though it looks like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death I have to take a pause right now my dog is chasing a squirrel the squirrel is running along this fence line he's about two feet from me he's running back and forth it's a black squirrel my dog is looking for him <laughs> it was a funny little sight right there sorry about that yes I'm outside walking around my backyard and I'll take a break from the muse that I'm speaking to you for just a moment I have garden boxes throughout my yard I have been preparing for years I've been a gardener for over seven seven years now and uh, I have them all ready it's springtime it's still towards the beginning of spring so it's not really conducive to put out your plants yet because the cold air the temperatures at night drop pretty good but I have planter boxes all over the place 
nice ones. And I can't wait to start growing this year. I really enjoy that time of life when you get to plant a seed in the ground and water it and watch it grow up. And then by the time fall gets here, you get to reap your harvest. And that's such a great time. But let's get back to our subject, friends. I've seen friends that also say they're your friends. And we've had this in school too, that behind your back they'll talk about you. And in front of you, they're your best friend, but behind your back they talk about you. And I say all this because we're Christians. We don't retaliate towards people or render what they've done to us evil for evil. Or if they bless us, we don't bless them back. We stay the same. We love people no matter what. If they're our friends, we're their friends. If they're not our friends, we try to and we forgive. And if we can't be around them because the the friendship is just not there and the person is so mean or so heinous to you, the best thing is just to pray and stay away from that person. But you don't harbor any hard feelings. And one thing you need to know is how human beings are. A lot of human beings have never grown. They're very immature. They grow through life. They go through life with immature tendencies without thinking of anyone but themselves. And that's an immature person. And I say that because if you look at a child, the child cries. It wants the bottle. It wants to be changed. It wants to do anything that has to do with itself with no thought for anyone around them or the person that's even helping care for them they know they love their mom they know they love their dad and they they want their dad they want him there but there's a need and a craving inside them that's so bad that it drives them to lash out and to throw tantrums and to do all kinds of things and that's not us folks that's not us as christians if you're in the body of christ that's not how you act and if you're a leader that's definitely not how you act because if you're a leader that acts like that, you're a very immature leader. And you shouldn't be that way. So the best thing to do is to humble yourself and pray. Crucify yourself daily. And put on the armor of Christ and the attributes of Jesus. And do what he would want you to do. The old saying that we used to hear a lot was, what would Jesus do? And that's a good thought for you today. You might have to dig that out and ask yourself that. What would Jesus do? How are you acting on your job? How are you acting around people? How are you acting around your family? And our subject today, how are you acting around your friends? Are you a friend? Are you receiving a good friendship from somebody? Or are you giving a good friendship to somebody? How is your friendship? Think about your friendships today. Think about your life. And maybe you need to call somebody up Maybe you need to email them. Maybe you just need to say something to them, like a good encouraging word, like thank them for being your friend. Thank them for being there. And you just might find a blessing there. God bless you. And let's pray as we leave this thought today. Dear Lord Jesus, we love you today. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us. You are our greatest friend, Jesus. Through the darkest hours when nobody's there, you're there. Through the good times when everything's going good and we might ignore you, Jesus, you're always there. You're always there for the better of us. You're always there to correct us for the best. And I appreciate that. And right now, Lord, everyone that hears the sound of my voice, 
through all these different media outlets, the podcast, the websites, the Facebook, the YouTube. Right now, I ask you to bless the hearers right now. In your name, Jesus, I ask you to bless them. Bless their spirits. Revive them. If there's friendships that are broken, I'm asking you to replace them and fix them. If they're irreparable, Lord, I ask you to clean out all hearts under the sound of my voice so they harbor no feelings or ill will towards any man or woman in this earth, Lord, so we can leave this earth with a clean conscience, serving you, trying to be the best we can be, and serving your name without tarnishing it or without selfishness or without any hidden motives or agendas. Thank you, Jesus. And now I ask you to give the gift of discernment. Open up eyes. Open up ears. Let people see the unseen. Let them hear the things that they don't really hear in words. Let them see beyond. Let them hear beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to the podcast of Reverend Dave. We'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please follow us on Spotify. If you follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us. And if you've seen us on YouTube, subscribe to us there also share us with your friends and remember jesus loves you Hey everybody out there in podcast land, I'm just messing around out on my back porch. It's pretty warm feeling right now, it's like in the 40s I believe, getting close to the 50s. It's Sunday morning, I hope everybody has a blessed day today. I'm just out here messing with the guitar, watching the dogs. Got a neighbor's dog that stands next to the fence and Dozer, who you met yesterday, chasing a squirrel now is protecting the fence against another dog. He's about half the size of the other dog over there. So, I'm gonna play a couple more riffs on the guitar.
So, it's a new day. So what's happening today? Well, the governor has passed a new law that you have to wear a face mask in public. And if you don't, you're gonna get in trouble. And uh, not very smart. Well, my neighbor just came and got his dog and moved him away from the fence. So that was a little break in uh, Muse, the talking for a moment. Sorry about that. Well, if you hear these little noises in the background that sound like chickens, they're not chickens, those are pigeons. And if you can hear them, they're standing out here looking. They're racing pigeons. I fly them throughout the year, but through the last year I haven't been able to fly them because there's so much predators. There's so many hawks in the sky, falcons, hawks, even eagles, but the eagles seem to help me out a lot by chasing off the other hawks. Crows are also a friend. They uh, badger the hawks and keep them away. I've been able to see some pretty interesting things by flying these pigeons. I've seen eagles come down and grab rabbits fly over my head at the same time crows would be attacking the eagle and the eagle didn't even lose focus came down and still grabbed the rabbit as he's being attacked he just flies up in the air comes right over top of me and it was during a pretty windy day it was a really windy day actually and uh, as he flew against the wind he flew off into the sunset and I recorded it all so someday I'll put that footage up I got lots of good footage of falcons coming down and chasing my pigeons and hawks and I've had some hawks come right down and almost attack me holding on to baby pigeons they're pretty brave when they're pretty hungry and they don't care who it is you don't get in the way of their food okay back to our talk so today how are you feeling today how have you been is these podcasts helping you out any I hope I'm adding to your life and not causing grief because I don't want to do that. We have enough grief in this world. We have enough grief as we live this life. Dreams shatter, hopes show up, and then hopes fade away sometimes. Like we talked yesterday, friends, sometimes you put lots of stock in friends and all kinds of dreams and plans and those don't work out. So one thing I've learned, the only thing that matters as a constant in my life is Jesus. And he should be a constant in your life. That way, anybody comes or goes in your life, he stays the same. Anytime a plan fails, you always have Jesus. Anytime your hopes and dreams disappear, you have Jesus. And don't believe Jesus based on other people. Find him for yourself. Find out who he is. Have yourself a personal walk with God. I know we use that as a cliche and it became the the stamp of mainstream Christianity is to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I fear we don't even know what that means sometimes. What is a personal relationship? Is it personal when you base your walk on everybody else's feelings? Is it personal when you have to act a certain way? To be involved in groups of people? Is that personal? Or is the personal that we're talking about that you stole away some time alone and you talk to him? 
You appreciate him. You get to know him. You know him in the fellowship of his suffering. Something we do not like and we don't like to feel is pain. And one of the greatest ways I've found out who Jesus was is through pain and suffering. It's through trials, trying of my faith. It's through lost hopes and lost dreams. And when you put the harness or the yoke of this world on your shoulders and teachers in school tell you you will never amount to anything, parents might tell you you're, you're the worst kid, you're rotten, they might call you names, you might have had the worst childhood and, and compared to your friends they just don't understand and you might have went through some really bad things. Well, Jesus knows and you say, well, how does Jesus know? Where is Jesus? How is he in our lives if there's so much suffering and there's so much pain? Well, there's a consequence all the way back from the garden in the very beginning. And you say, well, that had nothing to do with me. No, but this shows you how connected we are as human beings, that the choices of some people do affect many others. And that's why the choices and consequences that you do on a daily basis affect many people. You might not think they do, but look, an innocent person may suffer because of the consequence of something you chose to do or because of some things that you choose to do and it affects an innocent life out there because you have rights, you have privileges, nobody's going to tell you what to do, and that's no way to live a life. And you know, one thing I've learned being a Christian with Jesus is there's no there's no real family tree type thing. You know, there's no like seniority just because you were born into this. Just because you were born into a Christian home doesn't give you instant ticket into heaven. It don't give you that golden ticket like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory looking for that golden ticket to get inside. And I think some people, they just have a shortcoming in life. They don't ever try to get to know Jesus. They don't ever try to get to know who the King of Kings is and the Lord of Lords, the one who made us, that created us. You know, let's take a pause there for a second and think about something. You know, for the last few generations, we have been bombarded with this public school, government, institutionalized thinking that we came from monkeys. Well, I'd like to ask you, how's that experiment went? Because all these monkeys that you so-called call people as monkeys, you have to drug them to keep them in your presence. To indoctrinate them, you got to drug them. They have to conform to the way you want them to by force. You force them to do all these things. You force them to think a certain way. You brainwash them through the media. You brainwash them through the textbooks. You've taken history away. You've taken away all kinds of logical, free thinking away from people. You lock them up into institutions. You jail them if they grow up and they, they are so-called rebels, rebels. You take the kids and you punish them in schools. They sit in a desk all day long and they're bombarded. And you say, oh, we don't do that. You have to do that to be a civilized person. Okay, does a civilized civilization brainwash people all day with ads? All day. That's all you see is ads, advertising, advertising, advertising. And those advertisings are hitting emotions. They're attacking your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts, everything about you. 
They tell you what you need when you didn't even go looking for something. They, they tell you what you have is outdated and it's broken. You need to get a new one. And we keep chasing and chasing and getting more. We go to cars. We go get new cars. Our car has nothing to go, nothing wrong with it. It's just outdated. We got to keep up with the Joneses. We got to have the new latest truck, the new latest car, the new latest whatever, motorcycle. You got to keep it up. You got to have this. You got to have a bigger house. You're not happy with the house you have. You got to have more rooms. You got to have more, more. You got to have the latest fashion. You got to walk around with fancy purses, fancy coats, fancy, fancy, fancy. Now, don't get me wrong. I like to look good, and I think you should look good. But there's a line that goes from looking good to just fitting in with the crowd. And you no longer become an individual. You know, you lose your identity, and you wonder why you're lost in life. You've lost your sense of purpose. You've lost your direction. you lost your focus. And you wonder why you're having troubles. You wonder why you go through life and you feel unfulfilled. And so let's get back to our subject. Jesus. He's the only thing that can fulfill you. He loves you. He loves you more than you love yourself. Eventually I'm going to put my testimony up on this podcast. I just haven't been had a chance to really focus on and record it. I've told my testimony many, many times over the pulpit, many times on the street, many times to people. I'm not ashamed of my testimony. My, my testimony has made me who I am, and the Lord bought and purchased my life. And if it was not for the Lord, I would not be here today. So I owe Him everything. And I love the Lord, and I know you do too. But sometimes I have to do some thought-provoking words or things in, in this podcast to get you thinking. Because I want you to think. I want you to think as free thinkers. I don't want us to walk into a socialist type mentality where other people have to do it for you. We don't let other people do stuff for us. Have we made the church into a socialist society where we have one person come up as a leader and they're required to do all the work. They're required to do all the stuff, all the learning, all the teaching, all the correcting, all the chasing. And if you haven't noticed over the the course of that, folks, because that wasn't the plan of Jesus. He didn't call 12 disciples and do that to them. He sent them out. He said, go. Go and make disciples. Go. I give you everything you need to go out there. Go and do it. He didn't say, go sit in a building and tell them to come. Don't beg people to come to a building, a building that can never fulfill anything except its own desires and needs because now we're seeing the need, the needs that that building has put on people. And I've never been one that loved the building. Always loved the people in the building. And always reached for the people outside the building. So, don't get caught up on institutions today. Don't get caught up in a socialist society way of thinking. Because I'll tell you a couple of the downfalls of it. Is because when you're in a socialist society, those at the top, they fend for themselves. They take care of their family, their friends. And that's all they take care of. And they say they do all the gathering and all the resource gathering and all the you know, distri- distribution of resources to the people because they, they have to think for them. They have to do it for them because if they didn't do it, the people couldn't do it for themselves. Well, that's not freedom, folks. And 
That sounds a lot like the church of the living God nowadays. The church, and I say that with quotations, because that's not the church that Jesus designed. The church is not designed for people to hand out resources on their on a family basis or on a seniority basis or on whoever I think deserves it and whoever I don't think deserve it. That sounds a lot like Pharaoh and it sounds like a lot like Egypt, the place where God brought his people from. He brought his people out of that. Come out of bondage, come out of them, be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And he will receive us. But we got to come out of that mentality. You can't be thinking like that. And sometimes our actions, we do it in our family. We run that kind of government in our house. And we wonder why our house doesn't work. We wonder why we're not happy. Because on paper, it looks like it's supposed to work. All the knowledgeable people, the smart people told us this is what we're supposed to do and it's supposed to work. But when you put it in real life application, when you leave the Petri dish and you leave the scientific room and all the lab where it's all clean and everyone's got their coats on and masks and everybody's got a controlled environment, things seem to work pretty good in a controlled environment. But take that into the real world when you have obstacles and you have situations that you didn't expect. All of a sudden your experiment and the equation you've formulated doesn't fit, fit the plan. Has that been your life? Have they told you a certain thing throughout your life and told you if you do all these things, if you finish school, you get your degree, you go to college, you get your degree, you're going to be fulfilled. If you get married, you're going to be fulfilled. If you have kids, you're going to get fulfilled. If you do these things, you're going to be fulfilled. And you feel like you're not fulfilled today? Well, try Jesus. You keep saying that. You keep saying try Jesus. How am I supposed to try Jesus? Or you're on the other side of the camp and you say, I've already tried Jesus. Or you are in the process of trying him now. Well, is trying mean that you have an appointed time? That if it doesn't work, you give up on God? That if it doesn't work out in a, in a set period of time, that you're going to throw everything that you believe in about Jesus away? And you're going to discount all of his word and discredit him? Because I could say the same thing about this evolutionary theory that Darwin came up with. Seems like that thing fell apart a long time ago. They're not really pushing it as much as they used to. You don't hear it on a big push like they, they're forcing it down our throats in school. Trying to make us think that we were evolved out of a monkey. And they're spending so much money and resources trying to find the missing link. The missing link. Could you imagine if they spent that kind of money looking at the Bible? looking at the written word of God could you imagine how much farther along we would be if we really believe some of the things we say we don't judge people on the color of their skin but the content of the character if people really believe that how much more unity there be in the world because we don't judge people on looks we don't even judge them on merits because some people are afforded luxury and things that others are not and that gives them a head up in life. And uh, it's just not fair sometimes, but life is not fair. We don't work on a fair basis. We've already covered the socialist government. Socialist government tries to make it all fair, tries to make everybody equal, but that doesn't work. 
It never works. And this is what I'll tell you about that is once you convert to that type of mentality, nobody freely gives it up. The people that are underneath that oppression want out, but those that are in charge will never give up the power once they have it. And once they have that kind of power, the only way to overthrow it is a war or a fight. You're gonna have to fight. And the fight sometimes is not pretty. It's not gonna be fun. In wars, people get hurt. Innocent people suffer. Innocent people die. What are you saying, we're going to war? No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about your spiritual walk with God. You know, sometimes that innocent kid inside you died or was punished because some of the choices you've made and that child that's inside of you that's still alive, that's still inside there waiting to come out that's just in a prison cell, is just waiting to be free again, to be able to dream again, to have great desires and great creativity that you could color like a chalk on a sidewalk and not care what you were painting because you didn't care, but inside your mind you, you saw maybe a flower or a tree or a house or you drew your mom and dad and it was the greatest thing to you. You had the most fun. You were the most fulfilled until somebody came along and says, hey, that doesn't look right. That's not the way it's supposed to look. Why are you doing that? You're stupid. You shouldn't do that. I'm better than you. And they start to do things like that to you. And all of a sudden you start to cringe. Inside you start to realize, wow, what I thought was fun is not fun. What I thought was a dream is not a dream. But I'm telling you today to hold on to your dreams. I'm telling you today to look past what people say to you. I'm telling you that in the face of people cutting you down, telling you you'll never amount to nothing, I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up on your own two feet. I want you to look ahead. And as you look ahead, I want you to take a moment to look up in the sky. And when you look up in that sky, I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you. And from this day forward, I'm not going to let others judge me. I'm not going to let others, others control me. I'm not going to let them think for me. And if they don't like what I'm doing, as long as it's not illegal and it's not against your word, God, I'm going to keep on doing it. And with that, stay blessed.